millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2021. Yes, like a dumped islander mouthing off to the press about their certainty that their journey isn't over, we're back! This is the podcast for anyone who absolutely believes they have better things to do with their time than watch a group of scantily clad 20-somethings try and hook up with each other, and yet somehow spends all of their time watching a group of scantily clad 20-somethings hook up with each other. If you've ever feared admitting your love of Love Island in public, then welcome! We are your people and you are safe here. Unlike any of this year's contestants, I am ready and willing to admit my love of the show and will bow to nobody in my belief that it's a perfect snapshot of modern love, life and dating, and that we can all learn something from it. So each week, I'm going to pull another secret Love Island fan for a chat and get them to discuss, dissect and overanalyze the week's events. Settle yourself on the nearest beanbag, get comfortable and let's all remember why this show feels so resonant this year. It's because we all just want to touch someone. So I was the baby were you spoon. Big, are you baby spoon? I was finally baby spoon. Mm. You were a receiver? I was a receiver. Yes, thank the Lord. Joining me this week is the absolute sort, journalist and dating expert, Charlie Lester. Hello, Charlie. Hello. Welcome back to Undercover Lover. We've had your brilliance on the show and I think we should credit you with the return of this show because... A few people messaged me and then you messaged me in public out on Twitter and I was like, oh God, I'm going to have to do it again, aren't I? So thank you for making it happen. Well, and thank you for asking me back on the first week because <laughs> after that week, I'm not sure I'm going to watch the whole season. <laughs> I mean, it felt like the producers tried to make a lot happen in the first week and yet not a lot has happened. I do like to remind everyone at this point that I always think the first two weeks of every series are a bit shit. But what do you think about the week so far? I think that the casting is interesting at the moment. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out. I feel a little bit like um, we're seeing too many people who, who remind us of old contestants. If we look at it, we've got people like Faye, who is quite like Olivia from a few seasons back. And, yeah. and I, um, the thing that sometimes I wonder is, are they actually like that? Or are they thinking, oh, this really worked for Liv. So maybe this is how I should behave on the show. Well, I think there's also something about, obviously, I've never been on a full-time reality TV show where you just have cameras in your face 24-7. But I think there must be a kind of a point, a tipping point 
where you go from being aware that you are being watched 24-7 to sort of becoming unaware of it. And I feel like most of them haven't hit that unaware point yet. They're still a little bit like, oh, I have to think about um, how I present myself and am I being funny and am I making enough noise that there's a little bit of self-consciousness that might be a reality TV show or might just be all of us back in public again. Um, but it no, feels a little bit unnatural right now. Yeah, no, I, no, I agree. And I think that's, norm- like you mentioned, normally the first two weeks do take a bit of time to warm up and that probably is quite a large factor in it. Um, I did think also maybe this show has just been running t- for too long and people feel like they know how it works. I think we saw that with Shannon's eviction, um, how surprised they all were that someone was going at that point because no one normally traditionally goes at that point. And yeah. um, I think she was quite vocal about how she was waiting. And I think that that to me felt like oh she's got a strategy from watching from other years and I quite liked in a way that the producers were like well we're going to get rid of that strategy immediately <laughs> I thought I was like is this the producers going against because obviously like let's let's be open a fact about the fact that we love Love Island but it has a dark side to it and we know that there is a lot of trolling there is a lot of bad mouthing as contestants that goes on and that the producers have come in for a lot of flack about how they've depicted contestants and so I thought this year it was very much a kind of no production can be really warm and fuzzy and look after everybody and the booting of Shannon very early on felt quite harsh to me I was like oh okay then we are not being warm and fuzzy well and especially when she's been in a two-week quarantine together so had 24 hours <laughs> and out of quarantine and then back on a plane <laughs> oh I do let her, I do hope they let her hang out in Mallorca for a little bit and then also, there's been a lot going on. So we've booted off Shannon. We've had a recoupling. We've had three new, no, four new Islanders. And we're about to have another booting off of one of the boys. So it feels like there is a lot of pace happening in the show. And it does also feel a little bit to me like the producers are kind of giving the contestants the message. Uh, if you think you're going to hang out in the sunshine and do a bit of sunbathing and work on your tan that's not going to happen. You need to start hooking up. And I think we saw that immediately, didn't we? As soon as they announced Mm. that those new boys were coming in, all of the other boys suddenly changed their attitude. And it kind of went from the situation where they're like, no one fancies each other. None of us fancy each other. Suddenly everyone (laughs) really appreciated their partner partner a lot more. (laughs) I mean, I thought that's just really funny. Anyway, because I have... So this is new information for undercover lover listeners. I have been coupled up for the whole of lockdown. So having been single for every other iteration of this show I've been in a couple but I would have assumed quite frankly that if I had been single for the whole of lockdown and somebody had put me in a villa with a load of other single people I would have just been so desperate for a cuddle I would have been like yeah fine you will do let's go Charlie do you think that's where single people are right now well, it's definitely where I am. And I am someone who was on my own in a house for the last 18 months. Um, rather hilariously so, actually, because I'd, we're all friends here. I had a phone call from my GP about um, re- replacing my contraceptive implant. And I had to tell him when I last had sex. And, and the GP sounded surprised. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I would be trying to cuddle anyone that moved. At least cuddle them, right? Because that was that was banned for a good part of a year. Um, I think what was quite interesting, and I one of the parts I love about Love Island is Twitter. That's why I tweeted you. I'm all, yeah. you know, Love Island for me means going on Twitter and seeing what the world is saying too. And um, and I don't know if you spotted this. Um, Jake 
it, who apparently in a lot of the press had been saying how lonely he'd been during lockdown and that's why he'd signed up to Love Island. There are lots of women on Twitter saying Jake was not lonely during lockdown. <laughs> Maybe that's why they weren't all rushing to cuddle each other. Maybe they broke a few rules. Well, the other one I saw saying that was Brad, who I think it's Brad and his VT says, I haven't had sex since 2019. And then Amber from previous series on Twitter is like, strange because he was texting my mate the whole way through lockdown. I think perhaps they've been quite as strict as they thought they had. Okay, let's chat about some of the Islanders. Let's. There's always a kind of a conversation that happens in the run up to every series of Love Island and when it starts, which is around the diversity of the contestants and who they pick to be on it. What did you make of this year's Islanders? Did any of them surprise you? So in 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 that run up press, there was a lot of press about Hugo's disability, which I thought was really interesting. And, and I have to admit, as soon as I saw that, I thought, oh, this is brilliant. Um, so, you know, I've worked in the dating space eight years now. One of the first stories I wrote about dating was about being disabled and dating. And um, and I spoke to some Paralympic athletes and because I wanted to understand it more, you know, how, how much how much of a difficulty is it for you if you're disabled and dating? And the general consensus from speaking to quite a lot of of, um, of disabled athletes was that if you're a disabled male, it's normally not too much of a problem to find to partner up with someone. If you're a disabled female, um, most of the disabled female athletes ended up dating disabled male athletes too because they found that um, men who had a disability were more understanding of their own disability, whereas women seemed more accepting just generally, which was quite interesting. And that came from the horse's mouth. So I was mm. like, okay. And it's interesting because I, so when I saw this about Hugo, I was like, okay, well, let's see. Because um, when I read the articles, it, it mentioned that he had a club foot, um, mm-hmm. and which is something that I wouldn't have um, considered a disability. And I know he played cricket for um, England physical disability so obviously does is classed as a form of disability but I've got a friend who had a child who was born with a club foot and I've never heard her speak about it as a disability yeah. it's quite it, it's I think there are degrees of it and 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 you can and it's something that can be fixed with kind of these sleeping aids um mm-hmm. when children are young um and I said to her you know am I missing something and she said well look, let's put it this way I don't worry about his future love life any more than I worry about my other sons um I can't see this affecting it anyway which I thought was quite interesting because they're trying to sell it as if this is a big deal that someone's going yeah. to the house um and this is before I'd even seen how it affected Hugo and then I saw Hugo in the house, and, and honestly, if they hadn't mentioned it, we wouldn't, you wouldn't know. know. Um, he also hasn't mentioned it yet on the show. Mm. Um, none, no one, to our knowledge, none of the others have asked about it. I know he slightly walks on his tiptoes, which he was mentioned in some of the interviews, but I, there are other people who don't have any form of. Mm-hmm foot issue who probably walked that way too um and then I actually thought you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna ask my friend who's the Paralympian again like what she thinks and and she thought the same as me basically if you're going to say that they are being more diverse and that they're um you know that someone with a disability is in the house choose a disability that is actually going to affect their dating because there are disabilities that really do um you know she has um, she has a, a shorter limb. Um, one of her arms um, ends at the elbow, has done since birth. And she, she said herself, she said, some people are disgusted by my disability. And that's something that she really learned wow. from an early age, right? And 
and, and, and realistically, clubfoot is not something that disgusts people. And, and, and that's a word she used. I just wanted to, you know, it's not a word I would have yeah. used. But it was really interesting that, you know, that, you know, there are disabilities like blindness. There are disabilities like and, um, being in a wheelchair, which would affect your dating life, right? They would affect your relationship. And, and that's quite a big discussion with someone. Whereas, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say what Hugo has is something that's going to affect, hopefully doesn't affect his life in any way, right? Um, so that was quite interesting, I thought, because I just, I, and it made me a bit cynical. I was like, why are they using this as a publicity mm. going into the season? We, we literally wouldn't have known. I think that's the really interesting thing. I almost think it would have been more interesting if they hadn't talked about it at all and then he had brought it up and it had been a discussion within the house and or within the villa and then it had been a discussion outside of, whereas because they're trying to push it as this big thing, it's like, oh, it's, we kind of, we know about it and it's not a thing. And this is obviously, you know, I don't have physical disability, so I I don't know, but I... I wonder if perhaps on the producer's behalf, they were sort of so desperate to make it seem like we're doing something a bit different, but they're just never quite brave enough to actually do something different. So they're never quite brave enough to say, actually, we are going to put in, as you say, somebody in a wheelchair, because that means that we've got to redesign the whole villa for a start. Um, They're never quite brave enough to say, actually, we're going to put a plus size girl in. They're never quite brave enough to say, actually, we are going to put in an LGBTQ plus cast. They want to be seen to be doing something different, but they can't quite get there. And I think long term, that's when we're going to see other shows kind of taking over from Love Island and becoming more interesting because they are going to be brave enough to do that. And they, I mean, the one that obviously springs to mind in the extreme form of this is Naked Attraction, right? Which is the most ridiculous dating show on this planet, but it has also never shied away from being like, let's show off literally everybody in every form. They've had disabled contestants, they've had trans contestants, they've had LGBTQ plus in the entire rainbow, they've, you know. And I really, I kind of, I think that's what has allowed Naked Attraction to go from being something that is completely ridiculous and why do you, why do, you do it, to actually something that weirdly has quite a lot of heart in a way that sometimes Love Island doesn't. And it's quite educational too, right? Because mm. Anna, the presenter, has quite frank conversations with them about, because the whole show is about sex, how does this affect your sex life? You know, can you do this? Can you do that? You know, and I think that's brilliant because there are a lot of people who won't have met someone who's transgender or who won't know Mm -hmm. someone who's in a wheelchair and actually suddenly you understand something a lot more. No, I think I completely agree. Mm. Uh, We're going to come back also to the diversity conversation because there is so much more to be said in this. But I want to ask you, we're watching this kind of, after a year of global pandemic, after a year of lockdown, after a year where a lot of the messaging has been, don't go near anybody, don't touch anyone, be kind of confined to your own space, um, where we haven't had that sort of like crazy behavior freedom. Do you think that's made you watch the show a bit differently? I'm not sure about watching it a bit differently. I think mm. one of the reasons I'm definitely watching it is because <laughs> I have been at home for 18 months and I'm not allowed to leave the country. <laughs> you know, technically, there are no, so I know there are people who are still leaving yeah. the country. But, you know, I, I think it's it's that need for a summer holiday and feeling like, well, this is the closest I'm going to get to a summer holiday, so I'll watch some other people having a summer holiday. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know about the relationship thing. I think, if I'm completely honest, so I'm 37 and I maybe I, this is the first season that I felt really old watching it. It, but they do seem like a really young cast and I yeah and 
it feels a little bit weird watching people who are 15 years younger than me. I'm like, this is really strange. Normally, I'm sure they have at least like one person who's in their 30s. So I think they said that Liam, who is in the cast, was born in... Hang on, let me check. It's 2000. 2000. He was born in 2000. I was like, um, I was turning 18 in 2000. (laughs) Yeah, it's not. It's making me feel old. So let's talk about one of the kind of themes that I felt came up early on in the show, where for a start, we obviously saw, and this has happened in other series, right? We saw that none of the cast really fancied each other. Right. There was no kind of initial physical attraction, I don't think, particularly on anyone's behalf. Um, but it doesn't feel like it's warmed up at all. And I think that's because they have all forgotten how to date. Or certainly, Brad has. We'd do that and then normally like, all the lads play football together on a Saturday. Yeah. And then we'd just go and, like, for a team, so we'd go and play football. What are your so friends that? like, the same as you? Exactly the same as me. Oh, OK. <laughs> I'm asking questions about his friends, what he gets up to, and he's like, you know, and you just add on at the end, what about you? It's polite. Oh, I'm not pulling him for a chat again. I don't want to. <laughs> it was painful. So we just heard there Brad and Chloe, and Chloe being like, why will he not ask me a question? Just ask me a question. Charlie, do you think this is because we've had a year of lockdown and so we're not, our social skills have basically nosedived? Or is it just that? men are not very good at dating. I mean, there's probably a bit of a combination of the two because I have a feeling that Brad's job will have meant that he's still seen other people during that. <laughs> That's true. Unlike many of us. Um, I, I did think the same thing, actually, even before Chloe pointed it out, when he was having that conversation with Faye, she also mm. said, what was that conversation? And I remember listening and thinking, I don't understand this man's sentences and not because of his very strong <laughs> accent, right? It was really like, what is he talking about? Um I mean, some of these people are just very beautiful and don't necessarily have a lot of conversation. Um, but I do think some of the manners have gone out the window. Um, mm. You know, when um, Jake and Liberty had their first kiss and then he farted literally immediately after it. It's oh, my just... God. I can't. I, the, just the thought of it is making me gag a little bit, Charlie. And, then, and there was another one, I think, the, in yesterday's episode where... Um, Someone mentioned the two new boys that had been in the house mentioned that walking to the toilet was like walking through a corridor of farts. And you're like, are you actually trying to seduce these women? Clearly not. (laughs) I mean, the bit that actually I was just, I was beyond horrified about was when they were doing the um, beer pong and they had to do dares. And one of the dares was for Jake to um, say something seductive to a member of the opposite sex. And I mean, everyone listening, you might honestly want to jump ahead 10 seconds now. He goes up to Liberty and he says, nice legs, what time do they open? Nice legs, what time do they open? (laughs) To which, and this is the point where I felt old, to which Liberty like giggles hysterically and then goes, oh, midnight. And I was like, oh my God. I remember being 20 and boys saying absolutely awful things to you. And you as a girl just thinking, I feel like this is a really stupid thing to say, but I'm going to laugh. <laughs> I I cringed at it. I cringed. I was like, surely that's from 1982. Why have we not left it there? It, it, it is interesting, isn't it? Because I feel with, you know, as someone in their late 30s, you see all of the Me Too stuff. And I really mm. admire the way that uni students just won't stand for a lot of the stuff that we yeah. just took for granted when we were at uni. The thing, you know, and, I, and I look back and exactly that. I look back and think, God, I only did that because I, you know, I thought that was what I should do or I thought that was mm-hmm. cool. Can I be cynical? A lot of these girls are not uni students and not, you know, there are a couple of people who've gone to uni in that house. 
is is it is it almost like a kind of how much you've read like is our movements like me too and understanding you know <laughs> understanding feminism and understanding your yeah. rights as an equal human being are they things that there are still parts of society don't that don't understand I I don't know because it because it did feel a little bit like I was watching something from 20 years ago in a, cu- a couple of times I mean but saying that the start of the show the women stand in bikinis and the men judge them for standing in their bikinis and the women wear bikinis the entire eight weeks which is, has always really upset me about this show so maybe maybe we're not as forward thinking as we think we are I mean this is the thing I, this is a great there was a great meme on Twitter that I retweeted early on in the show, which is a picture of Marge Simpson kind of hiding her eyes from a pile of washing up. And on top of it, said, it said, me to my feminism when Love Island starts. And I really feel that. Like, I feel, as you said, like, I think we do live, like, I definitely live in an echo chamber. So I'm definitely aware that I live in a world where everybody sort of vaguely agrees with me and all my social media kind of agrees with me. And if it doesn't, I probably don't listen to it. And I forget that there are loads of, in fact, probably quite frankly, the majority of the country out there disagreeing with me and living completely different lives. So when I watch Love Island, like, honestly, Charlie, I watched, what, five series of this now? It's never occurred to me that they're all in bikinis for the whole thing. But that's like Miss World on steroids. Um, It's a I weird, think, yeah, it's weird, I, isn't I, it? I think it really dawned on me. There was um, the first season of the American one, a girl wore a hoodie the entire time. And I was like, oh my God, I love you. Oh my God, well done you, you're flouting the rules. And um, and I thought it was a feminist statement. I realized later it was just because it was really cold because when you looked on her Instagram, <laughs> she was more than happy showing the world what she looked like. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The other thing I thought was really interesting, and this kind of follows on from this, is the kind of issue around consent. So like you said, there's lots of conversations, particularly at universities right now, around um, how men and women behave towards each other and what we mean by consent and what that looks like. Because in Love Island, there is no consent right? There is, go and snog the islander that you think has X. Go and snog the islander you fancy the most and the least. There's no, does that islander want to be snogged? There's no, go and ask the islander you fancy the most if you can snog them. It's just, go do it. 
And it's like everyone, you're in there and you have automatically consented to this regardless. And that was the thing that only, again, only occurred to me this year. Everyone listening to this is like, Harriet, what is wrong with you? Um, but I, f- I felt a bit uncomfortable about it. And and I feel again, I feel like that's the generation that they should be more hot on this than we are. I feel like that. I feel like they've grown up with all of these conversations. I that, I don't know. I, I, it makes me all laugh because I just know I would be such a bad contestant if I were in the villa. I, <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I think there's, I think one person, and I will come to him a bit later, but I think one person who might be like my candidate for excellent young male feminist bear with me might be Toby and that is because Toby you know says he's never really had a girlfriend he's never had a relationship but he seems so sweet and respectful particularly towards Kaz he's like I don't want to like go too fast in case you know I don't feel the same way that she feels so I want her to feel comfortable um he says you know and she's like and I love them on their date. And she was like, you know, would I come, would I be able to come watch you play football? And he's like, well, yeah, if you want to, don't say if I want to, just say you want me to come and watch you. He's like, oh, well, no, I mean, if, if you want to. I think you might have a more positive spin on this than I did. I felt like he didn't, he wasn't really that interested in her. And he's kind of stringing along until someone else comes in the villa. I think it was, um, I'm trying to, maybe they were talking about Liberty. Do you know what? I think both Kaz um, and Liberty probably like their partners more mm. than their partners like them. And I'm I'm now trying to think of the meme because obviously Amber is the most famous um, contestant for being really messed around by her partner and then coming out the other side and winning. Um, and she shared a meme which had all of the girls that have been in the same situation as her. And she was saying, I think this girl's next. I think she was talking about Liberty. But I do feel that with Kaz, I'm like please don't get quite so excited. Just, just pace it a little bit more because I think it, it's, it's really interesting. And it's one, of, one of the reasons I love Love Island is that they are doing what your head is saying whenever you're in a relationship, these guys yeah. are on screen, right? And we've all been there where our head is saying, oh my God, this guy loves, likes me. And oh my God, oh my God, this is so exciting. And I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then they go in the diary room, they're saying exactly those things. But then you can see that guy that, is doing what he thinks is something nonchalant and 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 we have all been in those situations where we've overanalyzed their behavior and it's something completely different so i think what is interesting about love island is you can see that happening in real time normally sadly it's the women who end up bearing the yeah. brunt of that and then getting really messed around by it amy and curtis and um, you know that it happens so frequently and, I, and i'm kind of the thing again i think what makes me sad is it all it's always the women that get screwed around by this right why do you think that is because I think that's a really interesting point there that it's the girls going in the diary room saying oh we had a really great chat and I really loved it and kind of leaping into the potential of something even if they're not that into the guy even if they're like oh I don't really know I'm not sure they leap into the potential and kind of overlook the other stuff and the guys are much more like oh, yeah, she seems really nice, had like quite a cool chat, but you know, I don't want to put all my eggs in a basket. Why is it women who tend to fast forward? I mean, I I, I feel, and I say this, you know, I'm, I'm literally dating app expert. I used to own a dating app. You see it on dating apps a lot where women are really candid on their profile and they're saying, I'm looking for a relationship. And men are saying, oh, we'll see what happens. That's literally an option on Tinder. It says, 
you know, let's yeah. see what happens. Oh, screw it. I hate, it makes me hate men. <laughs> but I think it's really interesting because I think there's, the, the more I see of people in relationships and happening, it, it always feels, um, and I know that this does not apply to everyone, but it does feel in general that women, most women, given the choice, would prefer to be in a relationship. And and with men, you almost just have to catch them at that moment where they happen to be in the right sweet spot to want a relationship. Some men think they want a relationship, get into it too early, it all goes wrong. Some men really don't want a relationship and the woman misinterprets it and thinks it's going to be a relationship and it turns out to be a one night stand. And I think that it it's I don't know where this has come from is this is this evolution is this you know is this inbred in us is this society but I do feel I think also the older I get the more I'm starting to think that dating apps are almost misogynistic because they allow men to to think that this is the way that we behave I went on a date just after lockdown lifted with someone who had been single for an entire month after a 14 marriage, separated one month. I, oh I'll be God. honest, my first thing I said to him was, I don't think you should be on a date. I think you maybe just need some <laughs> single time. But he honestly seemed really shocked. As someone who had been married for 14 years, he thought Tinder and dating apps like that were genuinely just places for hookups. And he could not get his head around. He was four, uh, 39 and he said to me, oh, I've gone on dates with all these really attractive 35 to 47 year olds and they all want a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so surprised and you know you're just like oh my gosh but I and he was an intelligent guy and he was and he was a really nice bloke but it was it was so insightful this idea that genuine surprise why do these women want relationships so I think that there is there is something in it in terms of just different thinking and I think um, and I don't know about you I my one of my binge shows in the interim where we've not had Love Island was um, Married at First Sight Australia yeah I mean at one point I did actually have to take a pause and just say I need to walk away from this show now while I've still got my brain but then I went back and that's another interesting show because that one they're actually they're either getting married or they're pretending to be married depending Mm -hmm. on which country it's filmed in but that's a show where these men are actively saying I'm ready for a marriage and yet when you watch it a lot of those men actually aren't ready for the commitment um so I think I think what happens is people go on Love Island and they see love in the title and the girls go oh my god these are guys looking for love and the and the guys go oh this looks like a really nice eight weeks in the sunshine let's go (laughs) surrounded by beautiful women in bikinis I love that the girls are focused on the love and the boys are focused on the island <laughs> I think it's probably very true so there was one point in the first week that I felt a bit uncomfortable about where I know we've been saying we've been very stereotyping about girls kind of want love and boys want singledom and you know sadly I think there is an element it's a really interesting question is that is that evolution is it nature is it nurture I don't know but there was one point this week where the girls definitely became the stereotypical boys and they were watching the boys work out and they started catcalling them. You know, like, we're like, men go, I'm not just a piece of meat. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> Brad's back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my God. God. Look at him, guys. What do you mean? Take your shirt off. Take it off. Take your shirt off. Take it off. I think I... it looks good in blue. I quite like it. <gasps> it's happening. Oh. Now look, I don't think Love Island is even pretending to fly the flag for feminism or modern dating etiquette, but I did think if this was the boys doing that to the girls, social media would be up in arms about it. Do you think it's okay for the girls to be talking about the boys like that? 
no, I, I totally agree. I think I think we have to. We can't we can't pass judgment if we're not yeah. going to take. You know, that, this is what equality is about, right? It works both ways. And um, the other moment with those girls that I was really shocked by was their um, introductory VTs. I don't know if you remember. Two of them yeah. said really explicit sexual things, like really explicit. Um, and, and and this is where I'm starting to realise I'm too old to be watching Love Island. <laughs> I think I started thinking a bit like a mum, and I was like, oh, why are you saying this on national television? This is going to haunt me your entire life. <laughs> I mean, this is though an interesting question, right? Which is how much of this show is going to haunt them their entire lives? Because Hugo, we've seen, I mean, can I just say my one of my favourite points this week was Faye saying, I'm really into Hugo because he seems really career-minded. <laughs> it's like, Faye, you're not into Hugo because he seems career-minded. You're into Hugo because he's the only one left. But, you know, Hugo is a PE teacher. I'm going to be honest, I think slightly like... No, actually, I don't think it's even like being a doctor. I think a teacher is probably the profession where you are not going to be able to go back to your job after this show. And he can't go back to his job. Is it because he's a primary school teacher, so the kids won't see the show? I was trying to work this out, but I I assume he must have left his job, right, to be able to, because it's still term time, but he must have left his job. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I think apparently his school have said he's not returning, so I guess he has. But it, that is a big, you know, it's a big risk because you might not be on there till the end, darling. You might not be making fifty grand plus all your sponsorship deals afterwards. I, yeah, there's definitely. I mean, I say this as an old person again, Charlie. Like, I'm like, kids, think about your career longevity. But I remember when I was twenty, and I thought twenty five was really old. So, anyway, moving on. We've got a text. I got a text. Uh, now, if you're new to the show, we've got a text is the point where we uh, find some external communication. Maybe it's a tweet, a meme, a post in one of our WhatsApp groups that we feel is particularly on point. Um, and this week, I am picking a tweet from the lovely Amber. We've referenced her a few times. Um, so Amber won the show in 2019. And she is also from Newcastle and she tweeted, guys, do you need me to translate for Brad? He's from my way. Labourer from Northumberland, not a Libra from North London. You're welcome. That really made me laugh um, because I went to university in Newcastle, so I should be able to translate. And I did think he said a Libra. Honestly, I did think he said a Libra. Um, Amber has been brilliant on Twitter for this show. Are you following her, Charlie? Um, yeah, and I was going to say exactly that. If you follow anyone um, this season on Twitter for Love Island, it's Amber. She's so quick. She's so quick. She's very, very funny. Who have you been following on social? So I tend to um, actually just look at the hashtag. And I, and, and I, and I realise what I do is if I hear an expression in the show, I search that expression to see what other people are saying. For example, <laughs> little white toes um, <laughs> from episode one. And that's how I discovered that all of Jake's exes were um were sharing images of him sucking their toes. If anyone wants no. to see oh, it's not a great sight. Um yeah, um it, that's I, I think that's quite a fun thing to do on Twitter. If you because if you live on your own like me and you just want to have a conversation with someone else about something weird that you've just seen. <laughs> just so we're clear, the fun thing to do on Twitter is to search for the specific phrases, not to post pictures of somebody sucking your toes. Although, I mean, don't knock it till you tried it. It's what I would say. We, we haven't touched anyone. So Who knows? <laughs> I love it. I mean, honestly, Jake's foot fetish is cracking me up. We could be heroes. 
heroes and villains of this week's show. So this is a section where we talk about who we'd couple up with and who we'd dump. Okay, let's start coupling up. Well, this week I would couple up with, it's really hard to say early on, very early on in the show, you don't really get a true taste for anyone yet. But I have been quite enjoying Liberty this week. I think she is fun. I think she's up for a laugh. I think she kind of knows who she is. I think she is going to get royally screwed over by Jake at some point, which will almost certainly make her the nation's sweetheart. And I, I just think she's quite a good girl's girl. Have you liked her? No, I really liked her. And I really like her relationship with Kaz. Yeah. I think I've seen quite a, quite a few memes saying this is the couple of the season, <laughs> which we saw, do you remember, with Chris and Kem back a few yes. seasons? Um, no, I think that they both, when they're together, they have a really nice energy. And I also feel like they're teaching me a whole new vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> lip sing. Didn't know what lip sing was, but now I do. Uh, who would you couple up with? So I really like Aaron, actually. Um, I um, And I say this, it not just I would couple up with him, but even if I was had the option of coupling up with a girl. I think the reason I like him is um, I really liked the way that he went about his conversation with Sharon I thought it was really mature um he clearly liked her he just the way he spoke to her was brilliant it was it was you know that was the maturity that was kind of the consent that we were looking for it was very much uh you know I'm I'm gonna be straight this is how I'm feeling that for me was a really nice example of how you want to be spoken to before a first kiss um he's extremely laid back which I think is why you know, I think sometimes the larger do- personalities are what dominates, but I really like him. I think he's the type of person you would want to actually be stuck in a house with a stranger for eight weeks. Yeah. He's someone you'd be like, yeah. And we saw, we've seen that too, actually, with um, him doing the drinks in the mornings in a non-creepy Curtis way, right? Because when C- C- Curtis did it a few seasons back, I always felt like he was just trying to like bid for people's votes whereas this just felt quite genuine and, and he's like oh, I don't don't really eat breakfast so I don't mind making tea for people and I really liked that he's, he's a good <laughs> housemate I yeah I see that too and actually I I had a nice energy from him from the get-go and also quite frankly I sort of weirdly was quite into him picking somebody who hadn't stepped forward for him I thought that was quite a quite a ballsy move um who would you be dumping from the villa i've had a bit of a think about this and i would dump the casting team because i feel like we see the same thing on that first (laughs) episode every year and i've looked at twitter and twitter agrees with me um you know i'm not black but it does not take a genius to realize that every every first episode it's a black woman who gets picked last every first episode. And we know from, you know, from, from online dating, black women are often the group who get treated the worst online and mm-hmm. um, particularly the darker your skin. Um, and I just think the casting team can fix this, right? Uh, you know, there's, there's a big discussion about types and people, you know, but if we overlook that and say, okay, if people have types, which the show is revolves around my type on paper, <laughs> just get, a series of men who say I'm attracted to, to black-skinned women because Kaz is beautiful. She did not deserve to be picked last. It was really, and, and I mean, I think she dealt with it very well, but it, it's it's now, what, the fifth time that this has happened? And, I, and that really angered me. And I just think, do, you know, to the casting team, not read Twitter. Do they not see that there are a lot of black people who are really offended by this and yeah. really feel like, um, you know, if they're trying for diversity, then actually let's make sure that, you have more people in the house who are attracted to more different types of people. And it's not just men coming in saying, oh, I really like blonde hair, right? That kind of, that stereotype that we hear time after time after time, blonde hair, blue eyes. Okay, well, that's 
80% I mean, of the population out of it then. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting to me because on the one hand, I completely agree, which is like we should, that casting team need to sit down and think about what they're doing. But then also there is an interesting thing around the concept of fetishization. And so if that casting team, and this is how I think ITV would do it, and this is why I think potentially we need to rethink who's in charge of the casting. I think ITV would go, do you know what? We get, we're getting trolled on Twitter for this all the time. Let's get in some guys uh, who say they're really attracted to black women. And yet there is, for me then, there's something in that which is a little bit close to the concept of fetishizing a skin color. And I can't say this as somebody who has ever been fetishized for their skin color because I am very white, so it's not a thing. But I can say it as somebody who has been fetishized based on their size, where people are not interested in you as a person, they just quite fancy you because of your size. And what I would like to see is kind of two things happening, which is the casting team saying, actually, where we have a problem is that we cast basically an entirely white cast and then one or two people for quotes diversity so that's wrong for a start like actually be more interesting with your casting don't cast one black woman cast five black women that would be amazing um and then the second thing is actually let's get rid of this maybe this step which is you have to couple up with the person you are instantly kind of on a physical basis like attracted to let's have like they did you know in love is blind let's have a thing where they don't get to see each other they have to have a conversation and they couple up based on the person they had the best conversation with that would be a more interesting way of doing it i think and that would be amazing i think also and i so i use the expression black twitter because i know that that's an expression that black twitter themselves use and you know i read a lot about what they were saying and and quite a few people were saying that almost the kind of back door that the, that the casting team seem to get out of is, well, look how well a lot of these non-white contestants have done. And the non-white contestants that they use are often mixed race. Um, and again, that's that's a whole different topic. And it's a whole different topic yeah. about how um, the more white your features look, and this happens around the world, the more that that's applauded. Like race is such a big topic when it comes to attraction. And and yes, we know we're watching a show that is designed for possibly yeah. people you know, who don't have many brain cells. But but this is a way to also, you know, make sure that you are having quite important conversations about it because it's, you know, it's now got to the point where this has become too, too bad a pattern, right? This shouldn't be the norm. It yeah. shouldn't have been the case that all of Black Twitter were literally, when the cast was announced, the first thing they were saying was, Kaz will get picked last. And yeah. then sure enough, we watched the episode and Kaz gets picked last. Yeah. And it's also an interesting thing, which is actually like, let's have that conversation in schools really early about what attraction is and where it comes from and why we are attracted to certain people and not attracted to certain people and how a lot of that is just socially designed. And if you open your mind a bit, who knows who you could meet? Anyway, um, who would I dump from the island? Uh, Well, originally I wanted to dump Hugo in order to try and save his job for him, but I don't think that's possible now. Sorry, Hugo. Um, But I think I would possibly be dumping this week just kind of based on what I'd seen I think I might be dumping Brad because I think he's gonna get like I think he's gonna end up having a bit of a life crisis because I think Brad has basically always been the best looking man in his group of mates I think he's always had you know like a lot of confidence that comes to him from that um and I think a lot of the women are going to be attracted to him talk to him be like "Mm, not really move on and I think he's going to be a bit lost I don't think anyone's going to really like help him understand what he needs to do as a person to be attractive for more than five minutes. And I think he's too young for that. So I want to dump him before his ego gets really, really bruised. Bless him. 
He's he is a very small town boy, isn't he? Yeah. And we've seen at least two conversations where they've actually said that to him. Oh, do you come from quite a small town? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and I mean, the guy looks like a Kendall. The guy, there's literally. He's very beautiful. I don't think there's anything you could do to him to make him look more stereotypically <laughs> attractive, right? But it's really interesting that that's what he has written off clearly forever. <laughs> I know. And interestingly, the one person that I think that is experiencing that and is aware that they are going through that might be Faye. <laughs> I think Faye kind of went in and was like, look at me with my big boobs and my big lips and my kind of very stereotypically what I should look like to be beautiful in today's society looks. Um, and didn't get picked in the way that she thought she was. You know, she went forward for Aaron, thought she was going to get it, get him, didn't. Um, you know, and was aware that actually she got a bit bruised by that and she was quite pissed off about it. And was aware that she was pleased when Brad, who was very sort of very beautiful, picked her. And I think Faye is going to go through the same thing, but I think Faye might have a bit more resilience to cope with it. Faye also, can I just say very quickly, Faye, Faye for me has highlighted something that I don't, again, I haven't really thought of in six seasons. I mean, Faye looks completely different at nighttime to morning, right? And, yeah. and she's not the only one. When they did the, first, the second episode where you saw them without their makeup on, I think that Shannon was the only one that actually, at first I was like, oh, it's the same girl. <laughs> they all look really different, right? They all wear a lot of makeup. Not that there's anything bad about that at all. But that, again, I guess the feminist in me is like, why are these women spending three hours getting ready for these men? <laughs> And the men literally go and iron a shirt and, and that's it, right? Like it is, I don't know, it's, it's, it's really interesting, isn't it? That, that and, and again, this is a far wider topic, that to attract men, women completely change the shape of their faces, right? The contouring that is going on is completely changing the looks of these women's faces. Um, and maybe that's not necessary. Maybe, maybe one of the things of, you know, if they really want to change up Love Island, maybe one of the things they should be doing is saying, do you know what, we're not going to do the hair and makeup. Like, let's yeah. just put yourself in the house. Because I think from having read, you know, sort of magazines interviews about the show mm. I think they have a salon and stuff on site yeah, right where the girls do. can get their hair done so there's a lot of preening that gets done not just by the women themselves but also to make them look really glamorous but actually if we're trying to mix this up and make it seem more like real life which elements are now appearing of real life in t- terms of things like needing a personality um, <laughs> why don't we start taking away some of those things because that's then it's more real isn't it I'll give you actually two little stories on this point so the first one is that when I went on my first date with my boyfriend a friend of mine who is a former makeup artist actually did my makeup for it and I knew I knew that I looked genuinely beautiful on that date and a few months ago I told my boyfriend the story about how my friend had done my makeup he went oh as if that explained why he had been tricked for the 18 months following that and the second thing is that Although I really do support the idea of saying, actually, let's just get rid of makeup and hairstylists and all that from the Love Island Villa. As somebody who has been on TV and had the joy of an expert makeup artist when you go on TV, and then also been on TV during the pandemic when you didn't have the joy of an expert makeup artist, I can't do that to anyone. Let them have the makeup artists. Charlie, thank you so much for joining me. You have been amazing and thank you for making the show happen again it's been a joy um charlie lester if she's a bit of you you can follow her on social media charlie where can people find you so i'm on twitter at charlie lester just all one word charlie is spelled with a y and lester is not spelled like the city Um, (laughs) and then you can find me on instagram i think there's a dot between charlie and lester um i'm quite easy to find it's quite a unique name (laughs) 
And that's all for this week. Hopefully you've been struck by the feels for this podcast. If you have, rate, review and follow wherever you get your podcasts. We're up against strong competition from the official Love Island podcast. Boo. So if we want to be discovered and bring a level of smart conversation to Love Island, you know, because it needs it. Um, well, then I need you. Give us your seal of approval and let other people find us and couple up with us, which in this socially distanced world is as good as I can get. And if you want to talk to me about Love Island during the week, you can find me on social at Harriet Minter. Please do come and chat with me because then it makes me feel like I'm watching the show for a purpose and not just because I don't have anything else to do. I'll be back next week for another round of Villa Vaudeville. But in the meantime, I always like to leave you with a bit of wisdom from the villa. This week, it's a masterclass in how to deal with and also how not to deal with rejection from Kaz and Faye. Aaron, what made you pick Shannon? No, I mean, she's definitely my type. Thanks. And, um, yeah, I saw her as soon as I walked in. So obviously no offence to the other girls. You're obviously great looking girls taken. as well. A lot taken. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.